What are the top five supplements you should have for strength, for endurance, for recovery, for energy? Right now, at your house, apartment, or wherever you're at, the ones that are really effective. So let's get started. Keeping it real. Whey protein. That's right. This doesn't make a difference whether you are bodybuilding or doing something extreme in a sports situation where you need extra protein. This can be for regular people too. So just hear me out. Sadly, most people struggle with getting in enough protein. It's the most important nutrient your body needs. Why, you may ask? Check out what protein is doing in your body. It's building and repairing cells, tissues, muscles, bones, skin, hair, and nails. It's producing enzymes, hormones, and antibodies that help with digestion, regulation, and immunity. It's transporting oxygen and nutrients throughout your entire body. Protein is composed of amino acids, which are the building blocks of life. Some amino acids can be made by the body, while others must be obtained from food or supplements. These are called the essential amino acids. You may see some packages or supplements out there that just simply state EAA on the front of them. That's for essential amino acids. Don't be fooled by the BCAA, branch chain amino acid. Essential amino acids are wonderful. The general suggestion for most people is around 0.5 grams to one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That is for optimal health. In most cases, the average person is not consuming enough protein. If you're a competitive bodybuilder, a strength athlete, or just a hard gainer, you're probably going to need even more protein, moving towards 1.5 grams to 2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Sounds crazy, right? But it's true. Whey protein is a convenient protein source with a vast array of the amino acid spectrum you need, including the must-have essential amino acids. In fact, uh, essential amino acids are great if you don't want to do protein powder. But remember what I'm saying. You can get essential amino acids in a powder or in a pill, but do not get BCAAs. The return on investment makes these not worth it. They've been out for years in publicity marketing ads. Their statements are not true. The marketing is not true. There is very little proof that BCAAs will give you much help. So just a fair warning. Do not neglect eating protein though. That's not my promotion here with whey protein. Eat your protein. But just consider whey protein for health to meet your body's needs. Why? 
It's a high quality protein with a lot of leucine. That's an essential amino acid that has studies showing it's highly anabolic. That means muscle tissue regeneration. Next, it tastes very good in most cases. There are some that taste like dirt. Finally, it's pretty inexpensive. So whey protein is a great supplement for athletes and those with low protein consumption. You're just not meeting your needs. If you have no gastrointestinal problems and you don't worry about lactose, like milk products, whey protein concentrate is just fine. That's the one to get. If you do have gastrointestinal issues from lactose, or if you're really trying to minimize carbs and fat, then look into whey isolate or hydrosylate. Okay, that might be a better bet. These supplements, the isolate and hydrosylate, have had much of the lactose and fat stripped out of it. And that offers more protein per gram that you're actually getting and buying. Whey protein isolate, this form contains the highest amount of protein, usually 90 to 95% and the lowest amount of lactose, fat, and carbohydrates. It is more expensive though, fair warning. Whey protein hydrosylate, this form is pre-digested by enzymes, making it much easier to absorb and less allergenic. It contains a high amount of protein, usually 80 to 90%, and a low amount of lactose, fat, and carbohydrates. It is the most expensive one, though. Number two on the list, electrolytes. Electrolytes are minerals that dissolve in water and carry electric charges inside of your body. The main electrolytes in the human body are sodium, which is salt, potassium, calcium, magnesium, chloride, phosphate, and bicarbonate. Electrolytes play important roles in maintaining fluid balance. Again, that's water. Gotta have it. Nerve and muscle function, blood pressure, pH levels, and other bodily functions. Basically, without them, you die. Literally. Your body is an electrical system. You don't think about it that way, but it is. So without electrolytes, it can lead to serious complications. Therefore, a physically active person should drink water that contains electrolytes before, during, and after exercise to prevent electrolyte imbalance and optimize performance. Don't just drink water. Your body eventually has to clear excess water, and when it does, it takes minerals along the ride into the toilet. That's depleting your electrolyte balance even more. Dehydration and low electrolytes has a significant impact on physical performance. Dehydration reduces blood volume and increases heart rate which impairs the delivery of oxygen and nutrients to the muscles. Low electrolytes affect 
muscle contractions and nerve function which can lead to cramps, fatigue, weakness, and lower brain function. According to studies, dehydration and low electrolytes can reduce physical and mental performance by 10% and up to 30%. That is a high percentage depending on the intensity and duration of your activity. But you must keep in mind here, these studies are done on active people, but plenty of sedentary individuals are electrolyte deficient and dehydrated also. Most of our foods are lacking in the minerals that they once had. Why? Why, you ask? Monocropping has led to this huge problem. It's a practice of growing the same crop on the same land year after year. This leads to soil degradation, which is a lack of minerals, a pest infestation, and reduced biodiversity. Then many animals are fed these crops that have no minerals in them. Then the animals end up lacking minerals, so we're eating them. So it's up to you to get them in somehow. That's the point. Salt has been demonized by the medical world. Again, I say it's absolutely necessary for your body. Try a pinch before a workout or before you go for a run or you're doing anything physical. What I find is I'm more hydrated and I perform better or get a good electrolyte supplement for health, or because you need better physical function, period. Because remember, at the beginning of me talking about electrolytes, your whole body is electrical. And if you don't have the electrolytes to perform all of your physical and mental functions, then your body will downregulate its ability to send signals to everywhere in your body, leading you to having problems. It's widely overlooked, people being dehydrated, not having electrolytes. So I just want to call that to your attention how important it is. Number three, creatine monohydrate. This has been around forever. It's the overall king. There is no supplement that has been tested more with better results consistently in the scientific literature for increasing lean muscle mass and increasing strength as well as improving mental cognition. And it's cheap and it's effective. What more do you need to know? Well, I'll tell you some more. Once you're saturated by daily intake, it awaits a difficult task, either mental or physical. Studies, a test, a heavy lift, a run are some good examples. That's why supplement companies are always trying to come out with a new form of creatine so they can charge you more money. They use marketing psychology and this keeps working or companies wouldn't do it. But plain old creatine monohydrate has been shown to saturate the muscle cells phosphocreatine stores 100%. It usually takes a week or two of consistent use to saturate your stored sources. Then, when needed, 
it's released to convert ultimately into ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is exactly what your body uses for energy. High available ATP is like having high octane fuel on tap. It is there waiting for you at the right situation to come flooding into your cells with quick energy for the body and mind. You don't need anything else. Don't waste your money on anything else. Creatine hydrochloride and all these other versions, they're hyped up with cool names and marketing tricks. For example, you cannot let take less milligrams to achieve the same response. These are just some of the claims of these super creatines out there. Take, you can take much less of our product and achieve exactly the same response as creatine monohydrate. Another marketing ploy, they say it prevents bloating. The, the whole thing about creatine bloating you is a lie. So that's just another trick. Creatine holds water intramuscular in your muscles. It doesn't make you bloat up into a blimp, a fat looking blob. It's just another way of psychologically tricking you into buying the super creatine they're trying to sell. Another example, it deletes the loading phase. You can't bypass the loading phase. There are no creatines out now that have proven that their super creatines can bypass the loading phase that it takes a week or two of consistently taking the creatine to fully saturate your stores to have them full and ready to deliver on response. What matters is price. It's much more expensive, like I said, to buy these fake super creatines. So just stick with the most studied supplement in all of supplement history, creatine monohydrate. It has so many great abilities to increase your physical and mental capabilities. Stick with that. And it's a great one. Number four, we all know this one. Caffeine. It's not sexy by itself to talk about it, but it is one of the most effective supplements out there. You're wanting to immediately improve your performance, energy, and focus? Well, caffeine is your best bet. It's quickly absorbed and it goes to work. It is a stimulant, a vasoconstrictor, and can cause some dehydration. Maybe you'd call those some downsides. The response is the heartbeat will upregulate. More alertness and a feeling of more energy. But note, this is not real energy because it is a stimulant on your central nervous system. So that is why you feel more alert and more energetic. However, some may experience unpleasant side effects from caffeine, such as the jitters, anxiety, or insomnia when you're trying to go to sleep at night. To prevent insomnia, do not take caffeine in the window of two to six hours before bed. Yes, it can last that long. There's unique individuals that are fast metabolizers of caffeine. That's been proven through genetic tests. 
Now it's rare though, so keep that in mind. That's why keep that window that I told you in your head when you're taking in your caffeine. Two to six hours that it could stay active. If I go work out after work, say, it's five o'clock, six o'clock, I'm at the gym, I take in caffeine, then I'm going to bed at 10. Why can't I go to sleep? Why is my mind racing? Well, it's the caffeine. And there's so many other ways to look at why this interferes with people's sleep. A lot of people just don't think about it. People casually drink caffeine, energy drinks, and coffee all day long and never consider the side effects. It's a great supplement, but you got to consider the side effects. Now, caffeine is often combined with L-theanine. Just look at your favorite energy drink or pre-workout and you'll see it. It has a calming effect on the brain. It can reduce stress. It promotes relaxation and enhances your mood. So L-theanine can also modulate the effects of caffeine by reducing its negative impact on blood pressure, heart rate, and cortisol levels. This can kind of help you enjoy the buzz without feeling like a nervous wreck. That's why it is put into these different drinks and supplements. The body can build up a tolerance to caffeine though. So you'll have to experiment and find out what your tolerance is. If you're getting to where you can drink caffeine and go to sleep, okay, you need to quit for a bit. Probably every few months, it's not a bad idea to do a caffeine reset where you go cold turkey for about one week or you can titrate down over two weeks. That means slowly come down. Meaning the first week you cut your daily intake in half and the second week a little bit more until you're not doing any at all. That's the complete reset. The complete reset of your caffeine tolerance. Then when this caffeine tolerance is reset, it makes small amounts seem to work much better. It's like when you first started using it. It works great. You may feel a bit crappy during that week or two where you're not having it. Maybe you're sluggish or you feel tired, but you get over it. And during that time, while you're sluggish and you're tired, one upside is you will be sleeping wonderfully. Number five, citrulline malate. Ever heard of it? Well, let me tell you about citrulline and compare it to some other things you may have heard of. Citrulline has good studies showing improved blood flow. This can help with lots of different things. Citrulline has good studies showing improved blood flow. Very helpful for many reasons. Now, arginine has long been used for this blood flow increase, either arginine or L-arginine. Those supplement aficionados out there know what I'm talking about. Okay, those who don't, don't worry about it. But this arginine and L-arginine form has especially been used in pre-workout supplements forever. 
because they say it converts to nitric oxide. But it is not directly converted into nitrous oxide, which is what produces the desired effect, which is increasing your blood flow. So you're basically going to have to take outrageous amounts of the product and waste outrageous amounts of money or you ditch the arginine products and move over to citrulline which is much more effective at a lower dose to actually get the results that you're wanting that makes better sense around five grams is the dose that studies have showed improve mental acuity athletic performance cardiovascular health and sexual function by increasing nitrous oxide production and blood flow that's vasodilation that's why your blood is flowing better and can you believe that it's even helping out with sexual function so the limp wieners may want to give this supplement a try out there as well as all the other people citrulline is a non-essential amino acid there are two forms of citrulline l-citrulline and citrulline malate l-citrulline is the natural form of citrulline while citrulline malate is a combination of citrulline and malic acid which is important for energy production hmm interesting so which do we choose well the best form of citrulline from studies is citrulline malate it's the winner it shows to be more effective than l-citrulline for enhancing endurance power and speed overall improved physical performance and reduced muscle soreness oh and of course we cannot forget the fact it improves your wiener's activity I just like to remind you of that. Hey, I, it's real. There's guys that have problems with this stuff, man. So you don't got Cialis or Viagra? Look for some citrulline, malate. It could be the trick. It could help you out. It could be saving you from the pharmaceutical world. Because none of us want to go there if we can avoid it. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to bring something up here at the end. That is somewhat related with the pharmaceutical world and it's an additional one this is a number six i told you there was five this one you can take it or you can leave it it's just a little recommendation the five i mentioned are basically what i would call the top five supplements that you need to have so you can perform and function at your best on a regular basis because there's literally hundreds or thousands of different supplements i'm trying to narrow it down so it's easy for you to decide what you need by giving you empirical evidence information anecdotal evidence that'll help you decide what you need it for so now that you know those five important supplements here's number six aspirin you might wonder why the hell I would talk about aspirin. Okay, it's a common pain reliever 
that reduces inflammation and prevents blood clots. Oops, why am I talking about it then? You may wonder if taking aspirin before or after physical activity can help avoid soreness, injury, or maybe even improve your blood flow. Medical disclaimer. Now, I have to say this. It is not recommended to take aspirin routinely for physical activity and without consulting a doctor first. That's to absolutely make sure that you understand you do some of this stuff at your own risk if you decide to, and no one sues my ass. Okay, so it can prevent blood clots from forming by inhibiting the production of a substance called thromboxane. Thromboxane makes platelets stick together and form lumps that can block blood vessels. Now, that seems real important lately beyond just uh, what I'm talking about using it for, for physical activity. By reducing thromboxane, aspirin can make the blood less sticky and less likely to clot. That, in turn, means better blood flow for whoever it is taking the product. Now, we've all heard that aspirin thins your blood. It's true. It absolutely does. But it can be a big problem thinning your blood if you get cut or you have an internal injury that you don't know about. That's where it can be a problem. Because thinning the blood when you have internal injuries or Say you get into a car wreck right after you take a high dose of aspirin. Well, your blood's going to be spurting all over the place. Okay. It becomes less viscous, more watery, thinner. Because your blood platelets will not stick together. Now, there's the good. There's the bad. I wanted to tell you both the good and the bad. Now, I personally... Anecdotally, take a baby aspirin before working out for a little edge to increase my blood flow. I've been doing it for 20 years, I'd say. Somewhere around that area. Not dead yet, no big problems. Only experience positive things from using it. Can tell when I don't have it. It's not like this is some big endorsement that you should all go out and buy aspirin and do it as well. Okay? But I'm just letting you know one little thing that I do that lots of other people do as well that I know and have found it to be very effective. And if you want to get into it and look into aspirin, or maybe willow bark extract, which is what aspirin came from. Aspirin is just a concentrated form of willow bark extract, which is a natural form. That's what it came from. They created a drug out of a supplement, willow bark extract. If you want to take willow bark extract, maybe that's 
safer. I don't know. I haven't really looked into willow bark extract. I just take aspirin, the baby aspirin. It's like 87 milligrams. Okay. Like your normal aspirins around 300, 400 milligrams. A baby aspirin is like, it's in the 80 milligram dosage area. Okay. So there you go. I laid it out for you. I gave you lots of cool ideas about supplements that can improve your life. Take them, use them, make your life better. You now know the five supplements on my kit list, the top of my list that I want to have around to increase my performance, to increase the way my brain functions, my muscles function, the energy that I have, the endurance that I have, the blood flow that I have. You've got the tips and tricks right there and it's simplified. You don't have to go experiment with a bunch of supplements, hundreds and thousands of things. I'll try and do this with some more things, maybe nootropics, peptides, hormones. I've covered a lot of different things on this podcast. If you'll just go into the history of it and look, but there's always things updating that I can't keep up with. I try and update. I try and go back over things about health and nutrition and your well-being, whether it be mental, physical, spiritual, whatever I can cover that'll help these be better for you out there and for me, because let's face it, some of this is selfish. I did a lot of this research and found out these secrets and implemented this stuff for myself, but I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm sharing it. I'm making sure that every Jane and Joe, so to speak, can take this information and run with it and make their life better. That is the mission. I want to give you valuable information you can use in your own life to either increase your awareness, your knowledge, or so you can live a healthier, better life. I love you people out there in the entertainment universe that listen to this program. And in saying, again, I make my humble ask, please share this podcast with your family, friends, coworkers, or anybody that you think may enjoy the subject material. And then above and beyond that, I am not a funded podcast. I am not supported by advertisements. I don't have anybody paying my bills to do any of this stuff. So I look for supporters. I look for helpers. I look for people that want to be contributors to what I'm doing to help me keep going, to help me keep loading the gun and firing every single week, putting out material. It is time consuming. It takes money. It takes time. It takes a lot to do it more than most people would understand unless they try to do this themselves. Once you try to do it yourself, then you can relate to me. If you enjoy this podcast enough, you'd be willing to help be a supporter of the podcast. Look at the description below and there's a monthly subscription from $1 up to $10. You can subscribe. You can cancel at any time. There's no hassle. 
They're not going to keep billing you after you cancel if you have to do it for something because anything can come up in anybody's life. I know that for a fact because crazy stuff happens to me. So that's one thing you can do. And if you feel like being generous and supporting the podcast with a one-time donation through Venmo or PayPal, my link to both of those is below. Be a helper. Be a supporter. That's the least I can ask. I believe it's humble. I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking for people to donate me hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I will take whatever you can give. And if you want to go crazy and give me some outlandish amount of money, hey, I'll take that too. Wouldn't anybody doing some independent work like this? Okay, you folks, I love you guys. Take care of yourself. Keep it real with yourself and with the world around you. And until next time, you take care. This is Jay Scott signing out. Later. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own risk. Email me. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com. Email me. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com. Keeping it real.